and gentlemen, welcome to the Balls Deep Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the Balls Deep Dynasty Fantasy Football League right here in Ireland. Your host, Alan Byrne, alongside as ever, Boo Earns himself, Owen Byrne. Owen, what's shaking? Well, Alan, another good week of games. Uh, exciting stuff going on in the fantasy too. Oh yeah, it is down to the business end of the season right now. A lot happening in the ball, Steve. It is so tight. Playoff picture becoming a little clear. Four teams in, four teams fighting hard for two more. Yeah, we're getting right down to the wire now. And uh, as you said, a uh, good few teams in the mix. And, you know, there's a lot to look forward to and a lot to look back on the field. Hard done by. Absolutely. All right. lots lot to talk about as usual after week 13 of NFL action. Let's hit the news. But let me hit you with some knowledge. NFL kicked off on Thursday night with a good one. The Cowboys rolled into New Orleans to get a 27-17 win. The Cowboys now 8-4 right in the NFC playoff picture. It's five straight losses for the Saints after starting 5-2 and two, and the first five straight game loss for Peyton as a coach since he's been in New Orleans. Yeah, that's a crazy stat about uh, Sean Payton. He's uh, definitely a Hall of Fame coach. Um, Taysom Hill proven me right with his... Uh, he's not a QB. Uh, throwing some soft interceptions. Really quite poor. Uh, missed some open throws as well. Um, very unimpressive. Does yep. all his... All their best plays were him running the ball. Yeah, he had a hell of a fantasy week, though. He's like he's like Jalen Hurts. Can't really play QB, but just racking up those fantasy points. Yeah, yeah. Handy enough win for the Cowboys, though, in, in fairness. Yeah, shifting over to Sunday night. A handy enough win for the Arizona Cardinals. Went into your Bears, beat them 33-22, and moved to a league-best 10-2. and Kyler Murray back for this one. DeAndre Hopkins back as well. Arizona now 7-0 and on the road. And have won each of those games by more than 10 points. Why are they not being talked about more? Yeah, it's crazy. They're the best record in the league. Um, they're going to drop at least 30 on you uh, every week. Um, they're high-flying offense with Murray back now. I mean, this was just him warming up back after his injury. Uh, nice game for him to come back with the Bears. You know, we're not fucking a great team. So, um, yeah, they're going to be uh, hard to stop for anyone. They sure are, as are the champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 9-3, and three, they're now one game back from the Cardinals, beating the Falcons 30-17 in Atlanta. Tom Brady, now 10-0 in his career against Atlanta, including the playoffs, and of course that big comfort behind Super Bowl victory. Yeah, uh, handy enough one for the Bucs here, really. Um, kept it close in the... The Falcons kept it close in the first half, but had that interception touchdown was a big help. Um, offered nothing in the second half. Handy enough win for the Bucks. Brady passed a lot. Uh, 19 passes in just the first quarter is crazy for anybody, even a man his age. Absolutely is. Easy pickings as well for the Miami Dolphins, who welcomed in the Giants. Beat them 20-9. to Now won five straight games after starting the season 1-7. Only the fourth team in NFL history to do so. Go to 6-7 after 1-7. Tua, beginning to sling it since his return. 
Yeah, we've mentioned it in the previous weeks. We were there when he uh, returned uh, in the second half against the Ravens. Uh, he turned that game on its head, and they've been rolling since. But uh, a lot of it, uh, stout defense. They're uh, they're playing major good defense at the moment, and two is keeping things steady on the offense. They're uh, they'll be a tricky matchup for anyone. Indeed. Then the next one was a surprise to me. The Chargers played the Bengals in Cincinnati and hammered them by 41 points to 22. I pictured the Bengals to win this one. Chargers have been so up and down, but ooh, they get it done in a big way. Yeah, but even they were up and down in this game. I mean, they started on fire. Then the Bengals came right back into it, had a drive to even take the lead, led to a turnover, and the Chargers never looked back after that. Some soft turnovers really from the Bengals uh, didn't help them here. They did not, nor did it help the Jets who welcomed in the Philadelphia Eagles Sands before mentioned Jalen Hurts. Gardner Minshew gets his first start as an Eagle and balls out. Eagles take a 33-18, now 12-0 all-time against the Jets. Yeah, the stash with the mullet uh, had himself a little day. Uh, highly efficient was... Uh, the key to his success here uh, only missed on five of his 25 passes and you know had to move around the pocket sometimes and kept his composure it was actually really good to see but uh look the jets aren't any world beaters here either they're a pretty poor sight so i wouldn't be getting too excited now if i was an eagles fan indeed talk about getting excited the detroit lions pull out their first victory in 13 uh, 12 efforts even they're now 1-10-1. Jared Goff rolling back the ears for a clutch come-from-behind final drive, hitting him off St. Brown as the time expired. A walk-off touchdown, which shouldn't have been a walk-off touchdown. Yeah, um, you know, nice win here for the Lions. They're, uh, they were obviously delighted to get one under their belt. Um, big props to Amon Ron St. Brown. He had himself a day, 10 catches, 86 yards, and obviously the game-winning touchdown. But yeah, shouldn't uh, shouldn't have been a walk-off touchdown. Um, technically, by rule, they should have had to take the kick uh, pending. Even if they were just to come out and take a knee, the play had to be done because if that was a, a blocked kick uh, returned by the Vikings, that have been two points, and that's a tie game. So by rule, they should have had to at least run a play. Yeah, more iffy, iffy uh, refereeing calls. No trouble for the Indianapolis Colts once more against the Texans. They go into Houston, shut out the home side, 31 points to zero. It's their first shutout on the road since 1992. Yeah, easy W. I mean, look, we've spoken about the Texans before. They're obviously uh, really struggling um, this year and, you know, previous years. Uh, Watson not being there is a big uh, hold on them. And look, the Colts are starting to roll now. I mean, they're... Uh, they're going to be a tricky proposition to anyone. Wentz is really settling in. And obviously Jonathan Taylor is playing out of his skin and seems to be unstoppable for every team. Indeed. And they're heading into a bye week right now. So going to get themselves a little healthier. But of course, the big news out of this one is that Carson Wentz went over the snap count in the, in the trade deal. So now that trade with the Philadelphia Eagles turns from a second rounder to a first rounder now for the Eagles. Yeah, Eagles uh, are going to love that uh, extra first-round pick. You know, they're still trying to rebuild, and they have decisions of their own to make now in the off-season, whether Hurts is the man going forward or not. Indeed, especially after Minshew's performance. 
Not such a good game on Sunday night in Las Vegas. The Raiders went down at home 17-15 to to the Washington football team. A field goal in the dying seconds, but uh, a poor game overall. Yeah, Raiders never got going. Derek Carr never really found a rhythm. Um, you know, Josh Jacobs was kind of their highlight, and he didn't even play that well. Um, but look, the, I like the Washington uh, football team. They're fun to watch. Heineke's fu- a lot of fun. And they're giving it everything. They go out there and they give it everything every week. Um, they're on a bit of a run now, 6-6, six and six, you know, sticking their nose into that division. Yeah, and into the playoff picture. The LA Rams have no such problems. They're well in the playoff spots, 8-4 and four now after trouncing the awful Jacksonville Jaguars, 37-7. to seven. But a surprising step in this one. We know the Rams are a high-scoring offense, but this is their largest win in more than three and a half years. Yeah, sounds like a crazy a crazy number, to be fair. But look, they've built their team on a heavy run, efficient offense, which doesn't always lead to high scoring. Um, easy win for them here over the Jags, who didn't offer up much, really, to be honest. Um, you know, Lawrence is still trying to find his feet, and he's he's been struggling, to be fair. And, you know, missing some guys as well off there. Uh, some of their bigger playmakers weren't... Uh, playing the full game or anything like that so definitely a struggle for them yeah i i think there's there's, there's coaching uh, questions needs to be raised there you know not really utilizing james robinson as much as they can you know he makes a mistake and he's benched for most of the game this kind of stuff is just uh just not going to get it done when you're at the bottom fighting for victories yeah it's definitely arguable i mean it's there was even talk about Urban Meyer taking a and a, a go back to college and taking a job there. Now that didn't pan out, but that's uh that's not good for the locker room with all these videos that's been coming out as well in the last you know recent months. Indeed, trouble in the locker room too in Pittsburgh, albeit they got a big win in a slugfest over the Ravens. This one, of course, went down to the very last play. The Ravens could have tied it up with a chip shot extra point, but instead went for two. Perfect play drawn up. Passing from Lamar, just not good enough. Steelers take a 20-19. to 19. But, of course, uh, Chase Claypool giving out during the week that there should be more music and fun at their uh, at their training sessions. Yeah, I mean, come on. Like, the chap's a clown. Like, I mean, you're talking about a coach here with the Steelers that, unbeaten, has never had a losing season. I mean, it's crazy. Um, I like the call from the Ravens to go for two at the end. I mean... Puts a gap between them. Um, they had the word depleted on offense with Marlon Humphrey going off. You know, and you put the ball in the hands of your best player. They didn't get it done, but I like the decision to go for it. Yeah, you must like the decision for the Seahawks to go for it too with a fake punt during their game against the 49ers. They take the win 30-23, to albeit watching this game. I'm a 49ers fan, but thought they were much the better side, but just couldn't get it done, and of course... An awful refereeing decision right at the end. Clear uh, P.I. in the end zone for the Niners uh, to maybe tie it up and bring it to overtime, but not given. Yeah, uh, there was definitely P.I. Definitely 49ers were the best team. I mean, Kittle balled out again. This man is unstoppable when he's unstoppable. on his day. Um, but look, it's the same issues I feel like the Niners have been having for the last couple of years. I mean... Jimmy Crapolo is just not good enough, I don't think. He's no he's no clutch in him. It was the same when he went to the Super Bowl. I mean, they didn't even trust him to pass the ball in the Super Bowl. 
in clutch moments you were still running the ball with time expiring and you needed to score. And, yeah. You know, Shanahan just not trusting Garoppolo because, look, he just knows it's not there. I mean, it's clear to see, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, made some awful passes and turnovers during this game. But, uh, but yeah, look, they're still in the playoff spots and uh, hopefully can, can, can drive it home. Uh, well in the playoff spots now in the AFC, the Kansas City Chiefs, everyone talking about a crisis at the Chiefs when they set three and four. They've now won five on the bounce, are eight and four, and still not playing particularly well. They beat the Broncos here 22 to nine, have 12 straight over Denver. Uh, going to be a tasty opposition for anybody in the playoffs. Yeah, no one's going to be looking forward to playing these uh, these guys, uh, especially if they um, can get. If you have to go and play them in Kansas in that winter weather, it's not going to be fun for anyone. But yeah, look, they're still uh, they're with it away there at the moment without really rolling or you know electrifying people on offense. But look, the O line is starting to steady up now. Um, they're starting to be a more cohesive unit, and the defense is playing great. So if they you know, and on any given day, they can just light you up on offense. And, you know, you have no hope, especially with the defense playing so well. Absolutely, absolutely. And defense is playing well. Maybe none playing better than the New England Patriots. An awful situation they walked into in Buffalo. Wind, gusts, snow, sleet, you name it, it was there. They passed the ball only three times. The fewest to get a victory in almost 50 years, but they get a huge victory over their divisional rivals, 14-10, to 10, and uh, sit top of the AFC, heading into a bye week. Who'd have thunk it? Who'd have thunk it a year and a half ago? Yeah, uh, they're definitely dangerous, Sabine. Look, they've been playing real well. They've been playing real steady. Defense has been rolling. Um, their uh, Big Mac has been able to keep them steady on offense now. Obviously, it wasn't the case in this game, as you said, only passed three times. But, look, they came in with a, a better game plan, and they were able to execute it fairly readily. Um, you know, they broke one touchdown, a big play, but, look, I think uh, it was a matter of Bill Belichick was out, out coaching here, and they were able to get it done. Absolutely. And, of course... As every week happens, injuries happen, and there is another laundry list this week, uh, probably capped off by a nasty-looking broken ankle for Kenyon Drake. Who else you got? Yeah, Kenyon Drake, uh, broken ankle, his season is done. Corey Davis uh, is having groin surgery, his season is also done. Taysom Hill injured his finger, something to keep an eye on. Um he definitely had it strapped up during the game. Looks like he could play this weekend, but definitely something to keep your eye on. Mike Glennon is in concussion protocol. Miles Sanders re-aggravated his ankle injury. Uh, Ronald Jones was ill, non-COVID-related illness. Uh, Adam Thielen, high ankle sprain. The dreaded high ankle sprain. Um, Joe Burrow also dislocated his baby pinky. Uh, I think we all seen it bent out sideways, but definitely something to keep an eye on. Uh, T. Higgins also had an ankle injury. Logan Thomas was another uh, season-ender, tore his ACL. Uh, Jeff Wilson, dealing with a knee strain, but uh, look looks like he's going to be able to play this week. Uh, Damien Harris also pulled his hamstring. And Elijah Mitchell is in concussion protocol and likely to be out this week. Also, three big names added to the COVID list. 
were Keenan Allen, Mike Williams and Mark Ingram all likely to miss time. Yeah, the injury bug just keeps plaguing guys, as does the uh, COVID bug, unfortunately. Uh, Keenan Allen tested positive, of course. Mike Williams is close contact, so uh, we'll see how those guys pan out over the weekend. All right. It was a huge, busy week in the Balls Deep Dynasty Fantasy Football League. So let's head to the Week 13 Rundowns. Uh. Week 13, of course, now in the books, and the playoff picture is coming into focus. Our game of the week was a low-scoring slugfest between the 8-4 and four mediocre football team who are looking to avoid a potential banana skin here, taking on the 3-9 and nine injured reserve, looking to make a nuisance of themselves in the playoff race. Injured reserve had a huge breakout game from Dallas Goddard, 28.5-point effort from the tight end. After that, though, only Wilson, Coleman, and Carr would break 10 points. Cooks, Smith, Galladay, kicker, and defense would all fail to reach double digits, and Rashad Bateman would round out another tough weekend with a goose egg. Woof. Another target less than 100 points to beat for the third week in a row. But, oh, did the mediocre football team make tough work of it. Herbert and Waddle both pitched him with 20-plus. Eckler hit 15, while Judy, Metcalf, Kicker, and Defense all just about climbed into the 10 points. Drake failed to hit four before his injury. Myers put up a goose egg in the Buffalo blizzard. And the same blizzard saw Big Mac register minus 0.54 points, despite a QB rating in the 130s. But it was enough. 110 points wins it by less than 11. Mediocre football teams stay top of the suckiest bunch of sucks division with a 9-4 record and move into a big divisional showdown in week 14. Injured reserve suffer another poor loss and they can't wait for this season to end. Yeah, another uh, meager week for Mena. Um, it's been week sauce there. You know, most of the season, but definitely uh, the last couple of weeks, we all know he's uh, definitely in rebuild mode. And look, Adam, barely, just about avoids the banana skin here, but any more weeks like this, 110, probably not going to get it done from here on in from him. So we'll have to uh, rethink things, I think. Yeah, funnily enough, Candace Killers had a similar issue with the injured reserve last week. Low bar to, to beat, but just barely squeaked the win. And, uh, Oh, these are the wins that uh, could bring home a championship. Yeah, that's what championship sides do. They win uh, on their bad days. Indeed. On the beatdown of the week came courtesy of an 89-point smackdown. As the aforementioned Kenneth Killers stomped all over a kick of the squibs. After squeaking out that win in Week 12, the Killers came out swinging in Week 13. Despite the Buffalo Blizzard holding Born and Breeder to less than five points combined, it was a weekend of the ages. Kittle top scored with 39.6. Jefferson added 35.6. Brady, Taylor, Moore, and Higgins all scored in the high 20s. Topped off with Tua, Kicker, and Defense all hitting double figures. Improving 
on the season's top weekly score from week 11, the Killers have surely wrapped up a nice end-of-year bonus with a week leading 227.18 points. We've seen people walk into buzzsaws this season, but none like this. A respectable score of 138.16 beats five other teams in the league this week. But not close enough in this matchup for a kick in the squibs. Murray came back with a bang, added to by Gibson and Allen. They all hit 20-plus. Jefferson, OBJ, Heineke, and Hopkins all hit double figures. But the Vikes, D, Beasley, and Ertz would combine for just 14.1 points. And Henderson would be dressed for the Rams, but not play a snap and therefore put up a goose egg. Simply not enough. Kenneth's Killers, they moved to 9-4 and four and a divisional playoff with the leaders' mediocre football team in Week 14. A kick in the squibs finished the Week 4-9, and nine, go into a basement battle in Week 14, looking to avoid a 10-game loss season. What can I say? What can I say? Um, look, outstanding scoring Mike here on here. I mean, fair play to him. Um, never stood a chance. You know, I thought actually I had some nice scoring myself. Uh, let down in some areas, but uh, look, that's the season topper score. There's nothing more can be said. Fair play to you, Kieran. Uh Tidy little team you have yourself there. Indeed, going to be one to be reckoned with. Well, game three was a doozy between Donkeys, Asses Division Leader. I got this, I really do. And my unnecessary roughness. I got this at Godwin, bust out for 30 points. After that, Goff, Big Ben, and Renfro would almost reach 20 each. Williams would hit 16, CEH get over 11. Bolden, Thielen, Kelsey, Kicker, and Defense would all just combine, though, for 22.2 points. Unnecessary Roughness had no one hit 20 points, but Woodsy, Najee Harris, Gallup, Jackson, and Gay all hit well into the teens. AJ Green would fail to reach three points, however. The Bengals, Komet, Mooney, and Williams would each score more than seven, but failed to get over 10. We headed to Monday night, and I got this, had a 38-point lead, including... The aforementioned Boldings outing for the Pats that night. Unnecessary roughness at QB Josh Allen and running back Damian Harris to play. Harris broke a huge run on his way to 17 points. But that blizzard was much too much for Josh Allen and the Bills. He only put up 10 and meant a 14.5 margin of victory for I got this. I got this. I really do. Really have. Move to the league's best record of 10-3. and three, And they claim the Donkeys Asses Divisional Crown for 2021. <laughs> Unnecessary roughness. Move back to 7-6. and six, Stay in the playoff spots. But have to win and be in in week 14. Congratulations, Ross. Yeah, well done, Ross. Um... Look, another tidy team. We've spoke about him many times this year. Um, had some uh, big weeks. And look, uh, your season has been going along kind of the same way. Al. You've been up and down weeks. Key guys letting you down. Um, you know, this is one you, you probably needed. Um, but it puts you up against the wall a bit now for last week. But uh, 
Look, winning your winning your in, winning your in. Yeah, that's it. That's it. You know, uh, when I woke up Monday morning, I was thirty two points behind. I thought I could have enough in Allen and uh, and and Harris to get it done, but that weather just just. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, once, the, once we saw the weather, I mean, there was no way we were getting any points off Alan, really. So, yeah. not, not what, not the amount you'd expect to be getting anyway. So, definitely killed your chances. But, look, yeah, that's fancy football. That's fancy football. That's why we love it. What are you going to do? Live to fight another day. Elsewhere in the division, though, a turn-up for the books. The 5-7 and seven Walking Dead took on the 5-7 and seven Greensdale Human Beings. Greensdale's hit Johnson reach over 30 points and Zach Wilson over 20. A lot of double-digit scoring followed from Mahomes, Patterson, Thomas, kicker, and defense, but none of these players would break 14 points on their own. Ingram, Sanders, Pitts, and Scott would only manage to scrounge just 18.9 points combined. The Walking Dead, they would benefit from Javante Williams' coming-out party as he rumbled to 28.8 points. But no one else would break 20. Minchu, Pittman, Lockett and Dalton, they would all hit solid team scoring. Despite a 6.7 dud from Zeke, Schultz, Claypool, kicker and defense would each almost reach 10 points and lead them, in the end, to a comfortable 30-point victory. Walking Dead... Now up to a lofty six and seven, and with a very outside chance of sneaking into the playoffs in week fourteen. As for Greensdale human beings, three weeks ago they were sitting five and five and in the playoff picture. Had their season in their own hands. Today they're five and eight, sore from a loss to Keen, even sore. To now be below Kean in the divisional rankings. Very sore indeed. Toilet bowl playoffs await. Yeah, nice win here from Keane actually. Um put up some really good scoring. Um he's making a his usual end of season flurry, uh trying to get himself in the mix and you know, there's a real outside chance he could still make the playoffs. Uh fair play to him. Green on the other hand, I mean look, he actually looked quite strong for a lot of the year. Um, losing Derrick Henry he just hasn't been able to recover. Um, he lost Cordell Patterson there for a couple of weeks as well, and you know it's it's been tricky, uh, tricky waters to navigate. Uh, he looked very strong there for a long time, but much like the Titans, without uh Derrick Henry, uh, he, they've been he's been struggling. And look, it always hurts to lose to Keane, so he's gonna be stung this week. Uh, he's gonna be reeling, and maybe coming out for pain next week. Wouldn't want to be facing him. Yeah, yeah. Well, game five, we moved to the below-average Joe's division. And this game was a top-of-the-divisional matchup between the 8-4, and four, that's the Ravens, and the 5-7, and seven, Delvin and the Chipmunks. That's the Ravens, top of this division for so long, in danger of losing out. And this one was a high-scoring shootout with plenty of good scoring from both sides. Devlin and the Chipmunks, of course, had the shot of claiming the division with this one, but only Madison would reach over 20 points. However, Diggs and I, only Diggs and Ayuk would fail to hit 10, but still got 9 and 8 points, respectively. 
All other positions would hit double figures and a very solid score of 150.02 points were earned. That's so Ravens got 20 plus points from Jacobs and each of his Stafford and Cup stack once more. Andrews, Gaskin, Robinson and Prater though would all fail to reach 10 points. But they would be bailed out by teen scoring from Mitchell, Jimmy G, Boyd and the Steelers defense. And that's the Ravens would make it to 161.16 points and claim a vital win. That's the Ravens, now 9-4. and four, And they claim the inaugural Below Average Joe's Division title for 2021. <laughs> Dalvin and the Chipmunks dropped to 7-6. and six, Still in the number 6 seed of the playoffs, but with a playoff shootout to look forward to in week 14. Congratulations, Stephen. Yeah, well done, Stephen. Um, look, it's been solid all year. Uh, it's been steamrolling teams all year. Um, this was a heavyweight fight. And, uh, you know, he he picks up the W. Uh, nice win. You know, one Quinn he needed as well. Could have assured himself a, a playoff berth with a win. But, you know, he's not out of the mix either. Uh, some really nice scoring across the board here. Uh, both teams very formidable and going to be a tricky matchup going forward. It is indeed. Elsewhere in the division, we had the week's most shocking result. The 2-9 and nine I might have to trade took out the 6-6 six and six QB anti-vax. I might have to trade. Have not had the easiest run of it this year, but this week things came together. Freeman and Gronk both hit 20-plus each. Sanders, Kosicki, Evans, Hines, and Bridgewater would all have solid double-figure days. And despite surprising duds from Maddie, Ryan, and Tyreek Hill, a solid 142.76 points were put up, and this is their best score since Week 6. This all despite leaving 42.6 points on the bench in the shape of Sonny Michel, and once again, C.D. Lamb, 22 points for C.D. Oh, my Ugh. God. QB Antifax let the Week 12 beating of division rivals That's So Ravens apparently go to their heads as they would fail to take the W this week against the league's worst team. Fournette and Harris would each book get over 20. The Cousins very close. While Wentz, Brown, Hopkins, and Zerline would all get over 10, none of them would break 12 points. The Ravens' D and big names like Mixon, McLaurin, and Fant would all fail to turn up at the most vital time and leave them 11 points short of victory. I might have to trade, claim just their third win of the season and move to 3-10. and 10. And l maybe... Getting that spark to avoid the toilet bowl. As for QB Antivax, another team with lofty aspirations just three or four weeks ago have now seen two losses in the past three weeks at the business end of the season. A win in week 14 might just sneak them in, but not certain it is pressure time. I ain't surprised. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
Oh, Ben, Ben, Ben. We spoke earlier on about Jimmy Garoppolo having zero clutch. I mean, if Ben has clutch, he has not brought it out of the suitcase yet. Uh, look, this is going to be, he's going to be raging. He's been quiet all week. Um, yeah, uh, poor enough. Actually, really nice score from Porik actually, this week, to be fair. Um, again, don't know why CD Lamb is riding the pines, but here we are. Um, but yeah, sucks to be you, Ben. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one. That is a tough one. Losing to you, followed by losing this one. That that's a that's a tough three weeks. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you know, really has put a dampener on his playoff hopes, and it's an uphill battle now from here for him. Indeed, indeed. Well, that just leaves us on to the go of the week. deal i'm the best there is plain and simple i mean i wake up in the morning i piss excellence go to the week this week no surprise leagues seasons best weekly score Kier on kenna and kenna's killers so go to the week unstoppable this week yeah uh fairly straightforward i think everyone can see this coming um you know we're not worthy Kieran. we're not worthy uh cracking scoring this, this week, week again not um not even your first time with a, a big score like this. So, fair play to you and best of luck to you in the future. Uh, you're going to be a very formidable team. Indeed. Which leaves us with the Scrode of the Week. <laughs> Man, you are one pathetic loser. Scrode of the Week this week. Again... We look down the list. We have Ian Acostolo again, short of 100 points. But as that old uh, shot of the Simpsons, stop kicking him. He's already dead. <laughs> he sure is. <laughs> so this week's Scroat of the Week, we're going to deliver to Ben. And it's a loss to I might have to trade. Yeah, a win uh... there, there for the taking. Wasn't took. Yeah, uh, win, keep your playoff hopes alive, keep you right there in the mix, um, make you look a lot better, uh, big banana skin, you fell right on it, Ben, unlucky pal, but screw it a week. Alright, let's look at the road ahead. Can you feel the tension in the air right now? I know I can. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. And so it's bittersweet that we reach the end of the inaugural Balls Deep Dynasty fantasy football season. But boy, oh boy, is it exciting. There is so much going on. Uh, First, so pumped. So pumped. Oh, man. It's awesome. First of all, in the playoff picture. We've got two divisional winners already decided. Each have also claimed first-round buys, but it's a mouth-watering, suckiest bunch of sucks finale between the mediocre football team and Kenneth Killers as to who will decide the third divisional winner. Both are confirmed in the playoffs, so it's winner-take-all for the, in the division for this one. Oh, I'm so excited. This is my favorite matchup of the week. Um... We were kind of talking behind the scenes about this weeks ago that it could tee up like this, and it has. 
it's going to be class. This is a, a real heavyweight fight. And, the you know, it's important to who wins it too. So, it's going to be interesting. Can't wait. It sure is. But elsewhere, it's a delicious playoff soup that's coming to the boil. There are four teams still vying for two playoff spots. The seven and six Unnecessary Roughness take on the six and seven Walking Dead. Unnecessary Roughness win, and they are in. Walking Dead win, and they may be in. Because elsewhere, the seven and six Dalvin and the Chipmunks take on the six and seven QB Antivax. Dalvin and the Chipmunks win, and they're in. QB Antivax win. And they also may be in. Two guarantees. Two maybes. Who gets them? Yeah, super exciting again. Look, I know which two seats I'd want to be sitting in. Uh, winning you're in. It's in your own hands. Uh, ben and Keane definitely up against it this week. Uh, not not to mention that they have top, tough matchups with uh, yourself and Quinny. But, you know, win and you... Still might go home. Uh, is a will be a bitter pill to swallow for for anyone. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I'd like to. I obviously would like to be fully in the playoffs right now. But have you given me this opportunity at the start of the season? I probably would have taken it. I've when I was two and zero at the start of the year, I'd have taken get to week fourteen, win and you're in. I yeah. would have taken it, beating your hand yeah. off for it. Yeah, that, and just and just to clarify, uh, just one thing is that. Uh, per the league rules, we play on a head-to-head record, but the uh, the sleeper app works on a point-to-point record. So, when all is said and done, we have to let the dust settle and then check out our head-to-heads. And uh, I may have to manually remove teams or switch teams around in the in the rankings. And that goes for the bye weeks, to the playoff spots, to the toilet bowl rankings. We just have to check it all out. Yeah, um, it'll just we'll be going back through that early next week, and it'll all be. Just don't get ahead of yourself. That's all. If you win and you think you might be in, maybe have a look back yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Now it is certain if I win and if Quinny wins, we're in, and there's no discussion. But if yeah. uh, if Keen and Ben pick up the wins, we'll just have to sort out the head to head the head to head issues. At the other end of the league, we have a 9-4, and four, That's So Ravens, looking for win number 10 as they take on the bottom side of 3-10. and 10, I might have to trade. Elsewhere to 10-3. and three, I got this, I really do. Take on a 5-8 and eight, Greensdale human beings. And finally, a basement battle sees the 4-9 and nine, kicking the squibs. Take on a 3-10 and 10, ancient reserve. Who will claim the dreaded toilet bowl bye week slots? Who will stay afloat? Who will be flushed? All will be revealed next week. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm myself trying to avoid a double digit losing season. Uh, picking up a win this week would be uh, nice just to avoid that little uh, spill. And uh, look, um, Porrick might, maybe Porrick's going to hit a bit of form here and maybe not let Stephen get to that double digit win total um he had a nice week last week be interesting see uh you know will will cd lamb play won't he play it's it's all up in the air (laughs) 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 but yeah and you know uh green again we spoke about his season already um 
not a huge amount going on to play for in, in this one, uh, but he's definitely up against it with Ross, who has the best uh, record this year. Yeah, indeed. Uh, for your for yourself, Owen, if you were to lose this game and finish bottom of the division and in the bye week, after all the grief we've given Ada over the past few weeks, that's gonna that's gonna suck. <laughs> yeah, that would suck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, screw that! I need to win this week. <laughs> indeed, you do. Okay, if you're not first, you're last. <laughs> We move along over to the If You're Not First, Your Last Redraft League. Some more big, big results this week. A top of the table clash between my own unnecessary roughness and league leaders, Kenneth Killers. Worked out to be a big win for myself. An almost 40 point trouncing of the league leaders. I moved to 8 and 5 and secure a playoff position. Kenneth Killers already in the playoffs are 9-4 and four and still top the league. Elsewhere, another bad week for Ben, losing out to Ada this time. A low-scoring slugfest, 96 points plays 90 points. Woof. Ben, 7-6 on the playoff bubble. Ada, 5-8. Looking for a second toilet bowl. Suckiest bunch of sucks. Your team got a little bit of a beating from the league's worst side. Adam's hot chub time machine coming up big in a shootout. 187 and change takes on 169.8. Third win of the season for Adam. Second in a row. Another buzzsaw. Another buzzsaw. And knocks you out of playoff contention. Yeah, we weren't there anyway. Back into playoff contention is Andrew and his deck to the future side who surprisingly stomped all over Ross's staffs the way you like it. 178.84 beats 144.9. Ross on the bubble. Andrew with a shot at the playoffs. And finally, the fantasy football team who went through a few weeks of uh, mayhem after leading the league at one point. Gets a huge win over Mr. Meeksix and the Destroyers. Mr. Meeksix finished 8 and 5, confirmed in the playoffs. Fantasy football team 7 6 and on the bubble. We have three teams on 7 and 6, and one team on 6 and 7. Three of those teams are going to the playoffs. One is going home. And that could all come down to a big matchup. Between Ben's my ball, Zach Ertz, who's got a tough one up against Green's 8-5, and five, Mr. Meeksix and the Destroyers. One Ben needs to have as Andrew takes on Anus, Davin and the Chipmunks. Andrew needs that one to have any shot. A loss for Andrew there. And Ben, Kean, and Ross. Ross will all get in. Yeah. Uh, Kean, of course, taking on you this week. Kenneth Killers, top, plays bottom. Hot up time machine. Kenneth Killers looking to make sure of his bye week status. Could lose out if both Mr. Meeksix and Unnecessary Roughness win. 
unnecessary roughness. Take it on Ross and start the way you like it in what is turning out to be a shootout by the look of things. Yeah, definitely some interesting games this week. Um, you know, all eyes are going to be on uh, Ian and Andrew, really. If Andrew uh, loses there, um, you know, the boys will be in Ben, Ross and Keane all get in without uh, needing the result themselves. But look, it's, if uh, Andrew uh, gets the win, then it gets real interesting. Yeah, again, going head to head, a lot to maybe have to be sorted out there, but... Uh, but as you rightly say, if Aina gets the win over Andrew, then all the rest can breathe a sigh of relief and are just fighting, jockeying for a play of positions. Yep. So there we go. Week 13's review is in the books and we head to the final regular season week of this season. It has been hugely exciting to this point. We are so uh, thankful to everyone for being fully invested, fully involved, and having a lot of banter and a lot of fun. And, uh, oh, we couldn't have written it any better for a lot of teams coming down to the wire here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's been a great season all around for the league, and uh, a lot of excitement left to happen. Um, bittersweet that there's only one regular season week left, but, look, uh, that's what we're here for, and it's there's definitely a lot to play for this week, and it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, it sure is. It is exciting stuff. Uh, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm nervous, but I'm excited. I'm glad to be in the mix. That's all I can say. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm not in the mix, and I'm still excited to see how it all uh, plays out. I think it's uh, it's definitely going to be a fun weekend, and there might be some lost sleep from certain people. Absolutely, there will. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Please hit us up with any comments, suggestions, criticisms, whatever. Hit us up on Balls Deep Dynasty Podcast at gmail.com. And, uh, oh man, we look forward to weekend 14 and we will talk to you next week. Yeah, it's going to be a great week. Uh, hit us up with anything you have. Um, you know, bring it on. Uh, it's, this is going to be, a f- I can't wait for this week. Adam, Kieran, I'm looking forward to that matchup. It's going to be great. It sure is. All right. We will talk to you after this exciting weekend, and we will look at the full playoff implications as we head to week 15 and the first round of the fantasy football playoffs. So we'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much. Adios. Bye. Bye.